Uh, what's up, dudes? What's up, dude? What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, fellas? Doing pretty good. Happy Monday, y'all. Starting that week off right. Dude, last night was nuts. Last night was nuts. And just the perfect cap to a football weekend. Uh, Braden and I got to watch the game together, um, which was fun. Um, especially the end of the game. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it, but sure, definitely the best weekend of football of <laughs> yeah. recent memory, capped by maybe the greatest game I've ever seen. <laughs> I Honestly, was ready yeah. for it to be over. I felt like it was because of the earlier start. It was like, oh, it's already you know, it's eight o'clock and it's already finishing up. Like I, I you know, it made me want to uh, you know look at the the overtime rules and have them do another another drive because I just wanted it to keep going. Oh, that's that's going to be a hot topic this offseason. Well, there could we'll be some legitimate changes. Talk about that in this pod as well. Cool, cool. Um, so I had on the agenda here, just like our little note sheet, that it was going to be our last in-person pod today. It but was. that <laughs> is not in-person. <laughs> <laughs> Boomed them. <laughs> nah, I'm just chilling at my house today. Yep. It's Braden's last pod in Minnesota, though. Last pod in Minnesota. So I think it's it's a basically for sure thing that we're not going to pod between now Next week. and uh, when you leave. Yeah, when you leave, and then we probably not even until after the Super Bowl, or are we going to do like a Super Bowl preview? We could maybe try to sneak in a little preview if if we got time. We can see like a half hour one. Oh, a little, yeah. little short thing. Yeah, just like a mini mini episode. A mini episode. And if for some reason there's some kind of Vikings hire, like GM or head coach or something, maybe yeah. a little 15-minute reaction or something. But Absolutely. We'll, we'll stay in touch. We're going to be friends with Braden still, I think. <laughs> I think so. Um, so, stuff around the NFL that wasn't the games. Um, since we talked last time, the Raiders fired Mayock. That was kind of surprising. That was big news. That's pretty big news. Was that that was a GM, right? That's the GM, Mike okay. Mayock, the old NFL network guy. And they they waited until after they were knocked out of the playoffs after to then fire him. After like, everybody was, yeah. That's a weird weird situation there. Um, I mean, Mayock was known as like a a draft scout guru. Like he was a big draft scout guy. Like you saw him on the TV. And he's like a Todd McShay, except like bigger and more. In, in the scene, and it was kind of a surprise hire to just get, like, a TV personality, almost. Right. Um, but, I mean, people thought that he had all this ammo to work with and could build a really good team, and he's kind of wasted a lot of the picks that they've they've had. Oh, 100%. I, I agree. He uh, He's definitely wasted some picks, he, he or missed. <laughs> and then, like, just hot, like crazy reaches, like that Clellan Farrell one. <laughs> Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> Even like, uh, what was it this year? He drafted a left tackle, like Alex Leatherwood, like around, or maybe around and a half, 45 picks higher than like what anybody else had him on the board as. So. Yeah, with Christian Derrissaw still on the board. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And they got Christian that reputation. Was still there. They, they do got, have that reputation. They had that reputation like during his whole tenure at least, if not more, but like the same like – People were expecting, almost expecting when the Raiders started, they were going to do some surprise guy that could have been picked up around later, and and then he he orchestrated, you know, I mean, 
you can't expect Antonio Brown to go as crazy as he did, but he also was a part of the, you know, Antonio Brown acquisition. And then, I mean, obviously Henry Ruggs and all that, which didn't go his way. So a couple of things didn't go his way, but obviously, um, yeah, it's interesting though. Cause they, I mean, they went, they made it to the playoffs. Yeah. They, yeah, they beat the, the, the season. No, you wouldn't. And they, they won and, their last game of the year to get in against the chargers. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting, but, um, I didn't foresee that happening. Um, and I, I even had like ready the next thing NFL hires. I expected that by the next time we did a pod, we'd have a few head coaches figured out. We'd have a few GMs down. We'd have like locked in candidates for us. I think we, yeah. I, thought, I thought we would have had a GM. We would have been on to hiring a coach, but the only hire so far is Joe Shane. The GM goes to the giants. It's kind that's of crazy. it. That's it. Which I'm happy for the Giants. I mean, at least there. But you'd expect more. But at least they got out of out from under Gettleman, and now they have someone to look forward to. Thank where's, God, Gettleman. Where's retired. Joe Shane coming from? Buffalo, assistant GM under oh, okay. uh, uh, Billy Bean. Billy Bean. Billy Bean. Billy Bean. Brandon Bean, or something. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> Does this already – so, I mean, obviously it's very early, but the firing of Joe Judge and getting a new GM, is this just in, in general for Giants players, do you guys at least feel more optimistic coming into the next fantasy season where maybe you know, it won't nah. be as terrible as it was? <laughs> they have Daniel Jones. Dude, okay. it's not like they want to go into next season with Daniel Jones. Like, they are tanking for 2023. They're going to be terrible. Ugh. I mean, there, there's there's such a better quarterback class in 2023 than 2022, just from a, a prospect level and, and yeah. high draft pick level. It's like maybe the top six in 2023 might be better than anybody right here. Yeah, that's crazy. Because, like, I mean, I could see where I felt like Joe Judge was, I mean, kind of like what we felt like with the Vikings to a certain extent, but way worse, where it was like you felt like the coaching was almost fighting – and bringing down even the potential of the talent on the team. Because there is some, you know, there's some playmakers, right? They got Saquon Barkley. I mean, Kenny Galladay, even though he had a really tough year and he was injury prone and everything, you know, he's better than what happened. Kadarius Tony had that blow up. They have the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. And I I, I don't think Zach Wilson? I would rather have Zach Wilson. Oh, I'd rather have Zach. I agree. agree. No, I'd rather play a single game with Zach Wilson (laughs) over Danny Jones. Danny Dimes? No. Uh, Yeah, it'll be interesting. I feel at least, I mean, this isn't, you can't really quantify it, but I at least feel somewhat better that maybe there'll just be a competent head coach that comes in and can get the right people the ball, but... It's it's tough out there, man. It's it's. I feel I'm am glad we're at least not Giants fans. Let me just say that. Right. <laughs> it sounds like this pod is uh, is becoming pretty big supporters of Zach Wilson. It's gonna have a really big twenty twenty two. It's not that much of a compliment to put him <laughs> Daniel Jones. And I was doubting what he was saying. Yeah. I think Daniel Jones is better than Zach Wilson right now. People are going to be so proud of us for for truthing Zach Wilson through his bad rookie year, and he just breaks out year two, and we called it. I'm about to buy a jersey, honestly. You're close. I'm picking Zach Wilson in the first round next year. All right, guys. Uh, no, no, no. Um, the Vikings have somewhat gotten close to a GM. It sounds like we're between two candidates. Oh, yes, we are. 
Mukwesi, I don't know how to say the rest of his name, and Ryan Poles from the Chiefs. I mean, I feel good about either guy at this point. Who's the first guy from? Uh, I heard Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, Adolfo Mensa. So, yeah, and they're very, like, different guys. They, like, come from different backgrounds. Um, but, yeah. So, um, I don't – is Ryan Poles also a younger guy? Because Kwesi's, like, Ryan a 40-year-old, yeah. like, analytics guy, like, big numbers guy. Right, and then Ryan Poles is a younger guy, but he's more of a scouting guy. And his offensive line scouting is is top notch. And like everybody, like the the Bears want Ryan Poles. Um, he was a top candidate for the Giants as well before they went Joe Shane. Like I think he's getting love everywhere he's going. And I'm like, we gotta. I'm, I'd be very happy with either one, but I think they're both going to be good GMs for sure. The only problem is when I think of the Giants and the Bears liked, and that makes you want to do the opposite. But. Sure. <laughs> but have any of you guys flip flopped on uh, on wanting the next head coach of the Vikings to be Eric Bieniemy of the Chiefs? I have not flip flopped in any way. Really? No. Yeah, I haven't either. But I would say he became at least a little more attractive, right? Like Andy recalls the offense. Yeah. I mean, Tyreek Hill after the game said that having Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy is like having Shaq and Kobe. Like they're the two best in the game. I didn't say that. Yeah, that's, that's high praise. That's high praise from a from like the best playmaker on the team. That's true. Uh, no, I still don't think so. I I, I do not want Eric Bieniemy. I went, I went from not wanting him to be being totally fine if we hired him. He's still not my number one guy, but he's moved up the list a lot. I, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be thrilled, but at least he's offense, and he's yeah, kept, yeah. and he's coming from an extremely successful offense for like multiple years. Yeah, yeah. I think the, yeah. we have a view where I kind of you know it doesn't necessarily mean anything, but for some reason it just feels better if it was an offensive minded head coach. Just that completely yeah. have a fresh start, a flip from what people. We- People like to use Mike Tomlin as the example of like hiring a young defensive coach. Um, do you people remember that the the yeah, Steelers I'll- won the Super Bowl with Bill Cowher? He retired. Then they signed Mike Tomlin with their Super Bowl roster, <laughs> and they 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 make the playoffs the first year and win the Super Bowl the second year. And now they haven't done anything for 12 straight years or however. Yeah, like he, he gets a ton of praise. I mean, he's had a lot of winning seasons. Um, they've gone places in the playoffs. Like, they've seen conference championships. But, yeah, you're right. They haven't been there since 2010. Yeah. That's true. I mean, and that, like, just that defensive-minded head coach, unless you have an, a Pro Bowl roster, and they kept their D.C., Dick LeBeau, um, I was just reading up on Tomlin today. Like, why are people trying to get defensive stability when clearly you need offensive stability nowadays? Um, well, just watch the game last night. No defense was going <laughs> to stop those guys. Like, right. Well, and they even talk about how I mean, just it's really it's really hard to find consistency consistency with a defensive unit compared right. to it's a lot easier to find that on offense than it is on defense. Just straight up. I mean, even like in fantasy. It's not worth ever keeping a defense. Like if you, 
if you ever had a keeper league, you can almost make an argument if you knew that the Patriots D that one big year was going to do that and repeat that again. I mean, it would almost make sense to keep them maybe over some, which would be crazy. But it's just so inconsistent year to year. It's just – it makes total sense. So what, what did you – what were you guys' head coaches, head coach candidates that you wanted the most again? Okay, so let's, let's talk about – we could say who we wanted last week. Let's talk about who we think we're going to hire and who we want to hire. Those okay. are the new questions of the week because I think last week I was still Kellen. Yeah. And I don't know that I am anymore. Oh, that's fun. Tell me more. Um, I would say I think um, it's going to be Raheem Morris or D'Amico Ryan. Both defensive-minded head coaches? I, I think it's going to be a defensive-minded coach. Yeah, I think that if Vegas had odds, which they probably do, that Raheem Morris might be the front runner for for likeliness to be hired by us. Yeah, but um, I still don't support that decision no, whatsoever. That's not, that's not who I want. Yeah. Um, we're not gonna get him, but I want Brian Dable. Dude, Brian Dable is a man. <laughs> I want Brian Dable. I'm yeah. fully converted. Yes. Okay, well, I know we're all about to go through, but it sounds like, I mean, based on what you just said and the fact that I haven't said anything, I was Brian Dable as well, and it sounds like we all like Brian Dable. Yeah, has he moved up to the unanimous number one? I think so, yes. He's my top guy. Yeah. He's the hottest head coach candidate this offseason. I was feeling the exact same thing. And it would be so nice to have a guy come from an organization that's doing the exact opposite of what we've done the last few years, you know? Like you can look at a more polar opposite offense than the Bills. But, like, here he has Dalvin Cook. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. So you have to play with your And plan. Justin Jefferson. And Justin Ooh. Jefferson. Yep. Like, if you can design up plays to get those two guys the ball in open space, you're going to win, like, double-digit games. Yeah. And I still don't think we've had a head coach or offensive coordinator that's been able to fully work towards Kirk's work against his weaknesses and work toward his strengths. Yeah. I feel like we've I feel like there's someone that can unlock him to a next level if they design an offense as it should be built around him. I am while Braden's saying that, I am like cusping my hands with the Magic Johnson look on my face saying he ain't gonna be here. <laughs> I would I would be interested I would be interested to see I, yeah. I, I do not believe Kirk will be on this team next year. That would be crazy. I'm, it's going to be a crazy offseason. I'm excited it's to gonna see be a crazy offseason. what happens. Um, they're definitely going to have to eat a lot, of, a lot of salary on that, I think, and it'll be interesting to see. But um, I think that's what you want to do. Yeah. I think, they, I think they go – I think we have a bad year. We go young quarterback and we try to do it over again, like try to like have that really, really good quarterback with a really young team and young stars on the offense and – that's your next shot, but I don't know. That's crazy. That's how I'm feeling today. That's like I, that's what I think we're doing. The only thing I struggle with is that I feel like we have so much still existing talent right now that I could see a head coach deciding, you know, what we have enough talent here, we can we can make a run for it. I can get more out of these guys. But you're right, though. I could. It, it's literally it could be either. It could be they could just totally decide to nuke it. And oh, I don't just, think it's gonna, yeah. I don't think it's gonna be a full tank. Not like worst team in the NFL. Um, but we're definitely going to be in the top 10 picks. 
We yeah. might try to trade Kirk for a first and then like apply that we'll take eat twenty mil of the cap or something like that. But yeah. Zach, we didn't we never got to you guys as coaches on who do you want? Um who, who, who do you think it's gonna be? I think that um I'm on the same page as all of us on who we want. Brian Dable is kind of the top guy. Yep. Um Kellen Moore would probably be my number two. Um, but then I did look up the odds um, on DraftKings of who our next coach is, and, and tied for number one each is Eric Bieniemy and Doug Peterson. <laughs> Dude, it better not be Doug Peterson. Followed closely behind by Raheem Morris, then Kellen Moore, then Brian Dable. Interesting. I, I will say that my pick would be still, although I hate saying it, Someone like a Doug Peterson or Dan Quinn type. That's what you, that's what you think, not who you want, right? That's who I think. Okay, yes, yes. Dude. No, I'm Brian. So an older, experienced vet coach. Yeah, I would I would hate that. Um, as I just I was looking up other fun coaching stuff for the Vikes, and um, Adam Thielen is pounding the table to make sure that Keenan McCardell stays. Uh, coach for the Vikings. He's been our wide receivers coach the last couple of years. Um, I I think that McCardell could easily be an OC in the NFL in the next yeah, three years. Oh, I love that call. Wow. So, like, if if McCardell gets promoted and stays with us, I think that that should excite all Vikings fans. Especially if he sits under a young offensive mind. That's a good yeah. offense. If you're sitting behind that and you get the OC with that, it's like. It's perfect. I don't Tim know. So you like this guy. You guys like this guy. Ex-NFL receiver. Um, okay. And well, I know that both Adam and Justin Jefferson are like, so great having this guy here. Yeah. Like, they both love him. Because I don't know, like, I don't know the history of wide receiver coaches moving up to offensive coordinator. Because I know, like, depending on the type of assistant coach, some are more likely to hit than others and all that stuff. But I, I mean, just think he's a smart football player. That would be an exciting. That would be. That would just break everything of the past. However many years you know to the Vikings, just being like kind of stodgy old school. It would, it would be fun. Yeah, Keenum Cardell. He coached Stephon Diggs at Maryland, and then became the wide receiver coach for Jacksonville um, under Doug Marone and Tom Coughlin, um, and then he he became our coach for the Vikings um, the last two years. So. Um, maybe just one. I, but I mean, he's just got nothing but praise from the wide receiver group and the offensive group. And so I kind of like that that ex player vibe who just gets the best out of his yeah. guys. That'd be sweet. Um, if honestly, I wouldn't be that mad if we went to Miko Ryan. I, I, that's not <laughs> what I want. But the, I wouldn't be like if that's where we ended up. We went crazy, and then we went to Miko Ryan's, and it's because they have that connection. I'd be okay with that. Um, but there would be a new hole in my wall if that happens, Garrett. I would say I will say I agree. If it had to be defensive coach, I would like that because I I do think that of that he would be more likely just because of that performance against Green Bay this this last week. Even if it, even if you couldn't necessarily one hundred percent attribute it to him, I think that the Viking, you know, these like front offices and these owners, like they look at this stuff, like they care. Like, wow, you just beat our number one division rival at home in Lambeau in a key playoff game, you know, so 
Are you guys forgetting that Robert Sala was the one who built this defense for the last like three, four years, and they have to still be running his system? Oh, like, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I don't know if D'Amico Ryan's is the truth. And you, like, if you're hiring a young coach, you, I mean, if it's defensive, you want the next Mike Tomlin, but we're, we don't have that good of enough of a roster yet. You, you, to, might, you might just want the next Mike Rabel. I mean, here's the thing, like, I don't see Tennessee having a dynasty. Like well, they have Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback, and right. that, things different. change every year. Is we don't, we aren't going to. In this scenario, <laughs> you, you 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 get your young quarterback, and then you're going to be fine. I don't know, man. I just it's just it's it's a one in a like a five hundred chance if you go with a young defensive coach, whereas it's like. A, a one in an eight chance if you go with a, a young offensive coach. Yeah. Oh, we're still all in on Brian. We're, I'm still all in on offense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do um, think though they still he still had to scheme what they did against Green Bay, so that's at least promising to get in a key situation. But I'm Brian all the way, man. And I don't think Danico's even in my necessarily in my top two for sure. Probably not even in my top three. But Danico, to correct you, Danico, Danico, Danico. Yeah. Demico. Um, all right. Sorry, Demico. Sorry to disrespect. Um, we're gonna go into these four games because yeah, I'll get us back on track. Only four. Um, they were all really good. It's the best week of of NFL playoffs of probably my entire lifetime. So, um, I've kind of like written like how the game went. Should I just read through like the ending of the game, or you just want to talk about the game? Uh, whatever you want, man. <laughs> uh, Evan McPherson. Four for four, two fifty-yard field goals, including a game winner for fifty-two. I feel like Sam Cassell should just like run out on the field and teach him the big ball dance because like that man's got big balls. Have you have you seen this guy or like seen any videos of him? The Evan McPherson, yeah. yeah. Like you He's know, a like, his personality. I mean, dude's got swagger and confidence, and he just like hits dingers. Yeah. Okay, Raiden showed me a video last night about this dude. Like, he is so confident in his kick at a game winner. I think it was against the Packers. Yeah, against the Packers. He kicked the ball and, like, immediately turns around, like, pumps his chest and, and hypes up his hike kid <laughs> holder. And, like, like just, does this, like, whole celebration, and he missed. <laughs> Way, dude. And he turned around. He's like, what? What just happened? He had like four people celebrating with him because he's just like it felt good. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then he uh, apparently Joe Burrow was saying after the game that he he walked up to him before the kick, like before he was around the field, and he said, "All right, well we're going to the AFC Championship game." <laughs> and then he goes and kicks that <laughs> he goes ball. And kicks it through. I, I had to pull this up. Sorry if you heard like a screech in the audio there. I was like, I got to see this dude Sally this kick. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but, yeah, he totally called his own kick, game-winning kick, which is a 50 – wait, how long? Yeah, 52-yard 52 52. game winner. That's yeah. so ballsy to call that. And he's a rookie too, right? He's a rookie. Dude, this guy's about to be a legend. I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, dude is already a legend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's up there with the, the Daniel Carlsons and, I mean, Justin Tucker, Harrison Bucker, like – those are the face of kickers for the guy. Just, oh, he! That was super windy. That kick was yeah. good without the wind. It was like, probably good without the wind. 
that ball, like, I don't know how it hooked so fast and it, like, hit the flag right above the post. Yeah, like, he rarely gets it wrong. You know he knows when he kicks it right. But, man, that was a bad look. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. Hilarious. I don't think they lost, though. I think it was tied. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they went to overtime on it. But still, you don't celebrate and then, and then have it miss. <laughs> Um, but he just won the Bengals their first road playoff win in team history. Wow. First. Have they ever won a Super Bowl? No. Because they've been to two, but they've just always been on the road. <laughs> they've always been at home, I guess. Yeah, they must. They're <laughs> home, sorry. Yeah. They have no road playoff wins in team history in the playoffs. It's crazy. It's, um, I mean, now they do. Now they do. Uh, Ryan Tannehill threw – Three picks, uh, that one being extremely timely. Uh, 20 seconds left, he threw the pick. Um, and the Bengals get what they need to get and win. Yeah. I mean, we were we were really trying to tighten up last week. Tighten up. <laughs> uh, so this was a heartbreaker. Um, my, my Titans fan friend, um, he, was, he was off the Tannehill train immediately. He said, you know, get rid of them. Um, yeah, it's that's tough for the Titans. You you get you luck into the one seed. Everyone calls you the worst one seed of all time, Probably. and you you battle back and have a very good chance to win. And then you throw an interception, and you just lose. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they we, they needed a first down, two first downs, and they had timeouts still too. And you just throw a pick and you lose. It was tied. It would have went to overtime. Uh, it would have, right? No, like it was a complete flip flop. Like they have like a eighty percent chance to win in regulation, and like a nineteen percent chance to not lose in regulation, and then they throw an interception and lose in that, regulation. One percent chance to lose. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's. I mean, and it it just caps like a really disappointing, especially in fantasy season for Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he had such. I mean, he was kind of like a sleeper. It was like, oh, we can get a top whatever quarterback at the outside of the ten. And what's crazy is that despite how much he just did not have it this year compared to past years, he's still – they still were the number one seed. Even he's, without Derek oh, Henry. Yeah, I mean, overall he's been, like, good, but this was definitely his worst year on the Titans. Yeah. yeah. And he was so efficient in previous years, he just wasn't as much this year. And Yeah, again, you, you lost Derek Henry. You yeah. Julio most of the season. AJ yeah. Brown missed a lot of games. Brown missed a lot yeah, of games. Nothing, yeah. But still, yeah, you'd like to see – you'd like to see that you're – Quarterback can still carry you without elite options. Yeah, and Derrick Henry came back, which is at least exciting. <laughs> Shocking. Didn't have, didn't seem very efficient at least based on the stats. I think he got like three yards of carry or maybe even two point five. Yeah, but he came through in the fourth quarter, kind of getting some some bigger runs to open things up. Yeah, he got that touchdown. Um, yeah, I think I mean he played he played all right for his first game back. Um, some big games out of Jamar Chase, five for one hundred and nine. T. Higgins went seventy or seven for ninety six. AJ Brown, five for one forty two. Yeah, AJ Brown, and there was a, a dime touchdown to him late in the game where, like, he like turned around and the ball just perfectly landed in his arm, and he's like, "Oh, I guess it's here. I guess I got a touchdown." Like, it was just gorgeous. Um, AJ Brown's really good. I think he'll be good next year. Oh, yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, 49ers-Packers. Uh, this is the one that I watched the least of, 
But when I checked my phone at 10.30 on Saturday night, oh, my God. I was like so much joy. I couldn't even sleep. I was like a kid in a candy shop. Me and Braden were at uh, – we were at what Braden calls the VFW. <laughs> it's actually an American Legion, and they're different things. Are they different things? <laughs> they, are, they are different things. No, I'm on Braden's side here. Like, yeah, the St. Louis Park VFW. And like we like are going to like type it in to like get directions there, and they don't have one, and we're like, wait, what is going on? And it's because it's an American Legion. It's not a VFW. It's pretty oh, much the same thing. We're at Braden's favorite bar, the VFW, and um, yeah, we're just kind of chilling in a booth watching it, and it was a pretty boring game. So, but then the punt return for the touchdown. And then from there, it was just like, oh my gosh, this game was great. Devo's big run. Devo's huge run on on touchdown. Third and six, they hand the ball off, and he gets the first. He gets seven. It's so crazy to me because, you know, I've just started to realize after, obviously, this game how – ever since the Super Bowl, how rough it's been for the Packers in the playoffs. they They make the playoffs almost every year. And it doesn't seem like they ever make it past their first round either, you know, compared to just like us at least. So yeah, they almost always have a bye, though. Yeah, but they have so much confidence that they're going to win the Super Bowl, and then they never do. And that's, that um, that's been the Aaron Rodgers' fault. That guy is the cockiest guy you will ever see. And he's just a jerk about it. He's <laughs> a faith kind of guy. Everybody hates him. And man, is that Packer fan base just turning on him hard? They're melting down. Yeah, it's crazy. I think a lot of people were pissed off with his comments earlier in the year about COVID and stuff. And then now he's, you know, he made it sound like it is really up in the air that he comes back next year. And their cap situation, they're in cap hell. Uh, I mean, it'd be very interesting. We have, what, I mean, do we think he's going to come in and. Be like, we can win this division if if Rodgers leaves. Anyone can <laughs> win. Bears and Packers, and they're all the way they are. They might be like, we can win this we're, division at 500. We're, we're the new AFC South. Just trash. Or NFC East. Sure. Dude, everybody talks about the NFC East. Like, they're like this like pristine conference. <laughs> yeah. America's are, game of the week. They are Cowboys so bad. versus Giants. For years they've been bad. Now I get they had Donovan McNabb and Tony Romo, so like they were good for a little while there, but they're bad. Do you guys think Aaron Rodgers is coming back to the Packers next year? Yeah, I, there's three options: retirement, Packers, or traded to a new team. There are three options. Mine, I'm gonna go with two and one. He is not. He or he, sorry, he has played his last game as a Packer. Yeah, um, I, I have no idea if it's going to be a retirement or keep playing. I have an inkling that it's keep playing, but he's done as a Packer. That's amazing. I've, I it's, man, it's I love it. I love feeling yeah. this way, and I just I, I won't let myself believe anything else. He's just done as a Packer, and I love his downfall. Yeah, that's like y- your enemy has like their strongest force for the last 15 years that's just causing you to lose forever he finally is going away and like the sun is rising behind and it's like a new day it's just gorgeous it's like oh we can finally breathe 
And what's even better is uh, he didn't win. Like, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it's, to a certain extent. Yeah, that was such a beautiful picture, Zach. I love that was poetic. Even Braden, is he is he back? I I think I thought of it as Super Bowl bu- or bust this year, and there was a few moments where I wondered was the reason that he was not coming to training camp and everything because of the COVID stuff. Maybe he was, and he never actually confirmed. I I think he's gone since they've yes. been lost. Yeah, Devonte. Okay, they're apparently they're over they're fifty million over the cap without signing Devonte or some of these other key guys on Correct. the team. I. They sound like they're just screwed. They I, do sound like they're screwed, especially I, if he leaves. I don't even – well, if you lose Rodgers and Devontae Adams <laughs> yeah. and then you're still $50 million, Well, I guess if you lose Aaron Rodgers, you probably have a better cap situation. But you're still $20 million over the cap. You're just cutting players left and right. Or restructure, depending on who your quarterback is. Yeah. But crazy, man. Crazy. Let's do a Kirk trade for – no, that wouldn't work. <laughs> Um, I mean, it, it might. Yeah, Rodgers, if they trade him, they save 20 mil, but they're still 20 mil over the cap without Devontae Adams on contract, and he's going to get 25 or 27 million next year. That's 47 you have to find a way to allocate. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sure they could. I'm sure it wouldn't be that hard if they needed to go one more run at it, but like that's what the Vikings have kind of done. Now it's... I don't know. Set a bunch of people. Um, it it well, there was one other fun stat. Um, like if Rogers and Devontae Adams leave, they only have three total quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends on the roster next year. Oh my gosh! Jordan Love, Amari Rogers, and like their third string tight end. Wild. <laughs> That's it. That was crazy. Um, because they spent sixty mil to keep. Aaron, Aaron Jones last year. Right. So that uh, Green Bay scored a touchdown on their opening drive. Didn't score again until 11-27 in the fourth, and they got a field goal. And the 49ers did not score an offensive touchdown. Yep, pump block they touchdown. Beat- they beat the Packers. Robbie Gold hits a game-winning 45-yard field goal as time expires. And as he's walking off the field, he goes up to Jimmy G, and he's, yeah, he goes – Fuck the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, Robbie Gold has a, a place in my heart. Yes, he does. Um, another so Two more Aaron Rodgers questions. The first, would you want him on the Vikings? Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it worked once with Brett Favre. Why wouldn't we try it again? I hate him <laughs> so much more than I hate Brett Favre or hated Brett Favre. I don't think so. I don't think you you remember how much like Brett Favre destroyed the Vikings from like the moment we were born and, like, until he became yeah. a Viking. This is saying a lot because they're both terrible people. But I would <laughs> rather be friends with Brett Favre than Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. Dude, you could have a great time with Brett Favre. But he sucks. <laughs> he's just – well, he's exactly what that southern Alabama man is. Yeah. He, he embodies that. So, I mean, he's gotten into some some drama. But – I'd play some pool with Brett Favre for sure. Go to a dive bar, drink some hands with Brett Favre, and play some pool. Like, <laughs> 
He'll be at the American Legion in, in St. Louis Park next week. Oh, both colleges VFW. I mean, here's the thing. The Vikings have been missing a franchise quarterback, an actually talented one that could make a playoff run since Brett Favre in 2009. We have not had a serious run with a consistent quarterback in those entire 12 years. What if we went Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers? I want to throw up, Garrett. (laughs) Nathaniel Hackett is an ugly – man and he coaches for the Packers and I mean I don't want him to have success and I don't, I don't want him paired with Rodgers on our team <laughs> okay alright next Aaron Rodgers question and this one's kind of long so bear with me is the Packers only going to one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers the most surprising slash disappointing run for an all time great quarterback ever um, no, because they had one Super Bowl and like Dan Marino had zero. I was just like, like I, even I, though Rodgers was at his peak a lot longer than Dan Marino, a and lot has, longer, and has put up just an insane career stat wise, efficiency wise. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has cemented himself as you know a top five talented quarterback of all time, and. Uh, I mean, he still got one Super Bowl over his 15 years, which is one more than a lot of other great quarterbacks. Yeah, but it's it's not only not getting there. It's not only, like, not winning. It's not getting there. They played in five conference championships. Wow. Phillip Rivers has had an incredible career as well, Dude, but he didn't Aaron even Rogers, go to a Super Bowl. Phillip Rivers does not touch <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. They're not even even in the same conversation. Aaron Rodgers is clearly a top five most talented quarterback ever. He might before before I saw Patty, I might have said Aaron Rodgers was the best ever. But Patty's the most talented. I don't. He just is. But yeah, I think that extru- four MVPs, 10, 10 win seasons, eleven times in the playoffs. And they only made the Super Bowl once. One in four conference, one in four in conference championships is pretty crazy. You'd expect at least two and three, which I guess right. is, that's the difference between this last game and not. Right, it's winning twenty percent of your games. That that's that's rough. I mean, his regular season winning percentage is like over eighty. Right, <laughs> he's one of the most winningest quarterbacks of all time. I, I think it's shocking. Yeah, to only have one ring is absolutely shocking, and it's not something to be proud of. No. Like, it's, um, and, and to not have one since, what was it, 2007? Uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. 2011. Yeah. That was bad. But yeah. only one, one appearance, and he won it then, which is great, but has had multiple times since then a chance to get right there and hasn't been able to. The, the biggest game, I mean – that's that's when you have to be at your best is a conference championship. I mean, that's Brett Favre too. Like he went to he won uh, two. One... Yeah. He, he, did he? He did, didn't did he? He for have... sure won one. I think he won two. Um, but either way, like that was early in his career. That was like you know ninety four, ninety six, something like that. And he continued to play, you know, with the Vikings through two thousand and ten. So, like, his final 15 years of his career, he didn't really put up a Super Bowl. He only, play, he only won one, but he was into. 
exist. Sure, that sounds right. I mean, I still can't believe thinking back. I mean, I hate to bring it up, but in 2009, it's just crazy to think it's damn. He, I mean, it every Vikings fan has talked about this a million times, but that he threw it there and threw a pick, yep. just unreal. Like how, and so I mean, that's just another another example right there. It reminds me of that. Like how I'm, did you just say damn and hit the table. I did. Nice. <laughs> how about your mother? Great reference. Great show. <laughs> Marshall Erickson, biggest Vikings fan. Don't even get me started on Gary Anderson. I, I came here to heal, not to feel, and you made me feel sad, Brayden, by All making right. me think of Brett Favre's crossbody interception that caused the Vikings a chance at going to the Super Bowl. But Let's let's move on to different quarterbacks then. All right. Uh, there's another quarterback in that game. We've talked about him a lot. We don't need to spend much time on him, but Jimmy G. He obviously hasn't cemented himself at anything yet. But we've talked about if he goes on the Super Bowl run and he wins, I don't know. He might <laughs> – I mean, he's not good. No, they, there was a really trash performance. But the, the offense held on long enough to get their two field goals and the defense got a touchdown. And, um, yeah, I mean, he didn't do anything to say that he's going to be the starter there next year. Oh, for sure. I mean, if he wins next week in the Super Bowl, then – it could be discussed, but I, I would say if he continues to play this bad, uh, there's no way he's the starter next year. Right. Does he get a starting job? Absolutely. Teddy Bridgewater was a starter this year. <laughs> that's true. I, I love Teddy, but that's true. Right, he's my favorite player of all time. Right, maybe. No, Taylor Heineken. Dude, I can see the Vikings making a move for freaking Jimmy G. Like, the... Yuck. <laughs> no. that, that's only if we hire Captain Ray. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a bad joke. The real right. question is actually kind of funny. The real question is: Is he too handsome? That's to why be I'm so saying planted. if we hired the women GM, then I'd be concerned. <laughs> but is he too handsome to be overtaken in San Francisco? Does Kyle have too much of a soft spot? No, I'm just kidding. He uh, obviously made the move to get Trey Lance, but what do you do? Like, if you win a Super Bowl, he somehow turns it on, wins a Super Bowl. I still think they'd want to move on from them, but they couldn't. No, they definitely could. Like uh, John Lynch, their GM, if he's a good GM, you cut ties with him. If you've got a better option right behind him, you ship him out, you get what you can, and you build around the next guy that that's going to be better. Like You don't stick around with mediocre if you've got potentially great behind him. Totally. That's true. Um, next game, Rams over Bucks. This should have never, ever, ever been a good game. This had all the writing of like an absolutely crazy tell your grandchildren game. Rams up twenty-seven to three, blow the lead, and this reminds me of the Falcons game all over again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cam Akers two terrible fumbles, one ba- one really bad fumble, and then one late fumble that was disaster. Yeah, the second fumble. Like he, there was, I mean, like two minutes left, and he fumbled it on his own, like twenty, and yeah. they were up by seven. And this is after he had already fumbled at the opposing two. Like, oh my god, he was going to be in the end zone. They were going to get a touchdown, and that game was over. They go up, they even though they go up thirty four three or thirty four ten, thirty four thirteen, whatever it is at the time, that game is over. Yeah, absolutely. So, but no, instead you fumble. 
And then the Bucks tie it up with 42 seconds left on Leonard Fournette, nine-yard touchdown on fourth and one. And then Matt Stafford. Man, just beauty. I mean, yeah, he's clutch. He's a clutch player. Um, He gets sacked on the first play with 42 seconds left. They call a timeout, so he's got 35 seconds left, and he's backed up even more. Two straight plays, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, game over. Oh, it was like a 50-yard bomb to Cooper Cup. That, that last that, one was a, a beautiful throw. Yeah. And they dude, get up and spike it, and they, they get a 47-yard field goal to win the game. Crazy. Uh, and that's and then another one that happened was Matt Gay missed short on a 47-yarder. Yes, that's right. And that would have put the game away too. Yeah, they, they yeah they could have gone up seventeen with like four minutes to go, but they they stayed at fourteen. The Bucks got a quick touchdown, then Acres fumbles, and the Bucks get another touchdown. But then somehow Cooper Cup gets them into field goal range, and I think the the game winning field goal was a lot shorter. It was like maybe thirty five or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but even then, you're like you just missed short on a forty seven. They have a long way to get down the field, mm-hmm. and then they throw a fifty yard bomb, and it works perfectly. Um, it was a crazy game. Cooper Cup goes nine for one eighty-three and a touchdown. Continuing, he should be the MVP of the NFL. Absolutely, like without a doubt. Like, and Jonathan Taylor should maybe be second, but maybe. it needs to be Cooper Cup, and it's not going to be. Cooper Cup's not going to finish in the top three, and he should be number one. And I think it's hands down. Anybody who watches football can tell that he's the best player this year. Why is Aaron Rodgers going to win the MVP when players like LeBron have only won like three or four when he could have won it every year, or Tom Brady could have won it every year, or Peyton Manning could have won it every year? Right. So but they, they didn't. They only got like three total MVPs right. well, why, why are we technically talking about who's the best player? Because that's not what this is. It's who performed the best amongst their peers in the game this year. And that was Cooper Cup, hands down. Oh, absolutely. He was he was head and shoulders better than anyone else at any other position and meant the most and added the most wins to his team uh, with his performance. Like, he was by far and away the, the best candidate for MVP. And we're giving it to a quarterback who was, like, third in touchdowns and 12th in passing yards and led his team to the tied for best record in the league, but... Against a terrible division? Yeah, against like the worst division in football with the other three teams. I I don't know. I just wild to me. Yep. Unreal. What do you guys think about so obviously Akers coming off the Achilles has been getting the full load and especially in this game, he went over twenty carries after going seventeen, eighteen for what? Twenty yards? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> but I've been hearing mixed things where people are saying he looks good. It just hasn't – the stats haven't shown it. But what do you – I mean, just looking at next year, like what are you guys thinking about Cam Akers? He damn near lost them a potential Super Bowl run. Yeah. That's that's tough. Yeah. That but is, he could just bounce back next game. You never know. You could. You could. It's a, I think it's a bigger question mark if they would have lost that game. It would be – I think Akers – they would potentially sign someone whatever. But the fact that they won it – and then maybe he can redeem himself the next game. It's true. Totally he's he's, he's still got to run here to do it. I think he's the most talented back on that team. Um, I think he'll be a top back next season. Um, I had 
two dynasty questions I was going to ask later, but we brought it up, so I'll ask now. Would you rather have Cam Akers or J.K. Dobbins next year? Ooh, J.K. Dobbins, no doubt. I agree. Oh, that's really hard. I think that if if they actually 100% commit to Cam Akers and he is at his previous level, which it remains to be seen, I think, fully, I would take Cam Akers just because I think they're, they've shown they're fully committed to him. Uh, and I think that they actually – did you see that first game back? He had some go routes that they were targeting him yeah. on. Uh, which I, one. I, another. Yeah. I still think Dobbins can get more on the receiving game, and I think that's a little overblown where they're like, he doesn't receive. But, and, but yeah, Gus Edwards there. So I think I would lean Cam Akers assuming he goes back to his previous level. But there's more risk there for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, one last question about this game, then we can move on. Uh, Brady will be back, right? Uh, there was a tweet that went out right before the podcast tonight here on Monday night that uh, Brady is highly contemplating retirement right now, yeah. and Sean Payton is also thinking about uh, t- stepping away for a year or forever. Yeah, sorry, Kevin James is going to be stepping away for <laughs> Kevin James is going to be the Saints coach next year, and it's going to be great. Yeah, that they're filming uh, the sequel. They don't even say that Sean Payton retired. Yeah, it's just Kevin James. <laughs> and they like when they zoom up to him, it says Sean Payton under his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the best reality. That's that's the reality that I want to live in. Incredible. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I I think he'll be back. I hadn't seen that tweet, obviously, and I I don't know who it came from or if it's reputable, but um, seemed like he was truly contemplating it. Um, But I think he got like a a bad end of the stick at the end of the season here uh, with Godwin out, Tristan Wirfs out, losing their center. Um, AB's meltdown. Like it's tough to say that his receiving core wasn't good because he still has Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski and Leonard Fournette, who's had a great season. But I think it came at a bad time. And I mean, he he played a close game. Um, they definitely they, they definitely could have made a run this year, especially playing the 49ers next week. They could very easily be back in the Super Bowl if they win that game. And he he damn near brought him back. I think he'll be back for one more. Why not? Why not? Tom Brady. He, yeah, he's an angel's up. wonder. I mean, he, he led the league in, receive, in passing touchdowns this year. I'm having a tough time because I was of the belief that he would go until he couldn't anymore. And this is the first time he's ever shown any signs of even thinking about retiring. And that, to me alone, makes me a little nervous that he actually will because he's always been like, I'm going to play till, I'm gonna play forever. Like, well, and the fact that he even is thinking about it makes me wonder, you know, if he's the kind of guy that's just all in. If he's not all in, he might just freaking call it. I don't know. It's. Uh, I wonder if he's also looking at the Bucks and seeing, you know, maybe Godwin will be re-signed and right. maybe he's older. A lot of these guys took some sweetheart deals because they wanted to make another run at it, and so maybe they're not willing to do that this year. So I'm, I think he comes back, but it's – I'm. I don't feel confident in that. It's so old. Did he even signed to the Bucks? Could he go play somewhere else? Is he um, Asian? Yeah, he signed a two-year, fifty million dollar deal and like spread it out over five years. <laughs> I, I never thought of this. 
what, what, what if he makes, what if he wants to do it one more time? Let's fuck it. Let me go win one more with another team. And then, like, he gets to handpick. How many, how many teams say no? I'd say four, five. Is there many more teams than that that are going to say no to Tom Brady? Do you, do you think the 49ers would go back on what happened when they missed their opportunity and they just go, if he becomes available, they just go all in Absolutely. Because they, they did not, they weren't even interested. He was he said 49ers is one of my destinations and they, they didn't give him a call. That's crazy. Um, I don't know if he signed for next year, um, but it, it's insanely crazy that at age 44, he led the league in in uh, passing yards with 5,316 and in passing touchdowns with 43. Like, that is an incredible season for anybody, and this is a 44-year-old Tom Brady. That's absolutely nuts. Like, he's still a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, probably top 5 quarterback in the NFL. Like, you absolutely take him on any team you are. But I think it's the Chiefs, I think it's the Chargers, I think it's the Bengals, and um, Bills. And the Bills. I think those are the only four teams that don't say yes. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see him back next year. I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But, Garrett, I, I kind of want to just change subjects and talk about the game of the week. Yeah, let, let's do it. Let's, let's shift our time. We um. Yeah, we we started the podcast out the saying that it might be the best game of all time. <laughs> great point, Garrett. Uh, we started out talking about the Chiefs Bills and uh, how we watched that last night. And uh, Garrett, I mean, you got a bunch of stuff written down here. Is there anything you want to lead up to about this game? I've got a podcast of stuff written about this game. <laughs> I could have just talked about this game, and it would have been a great time. Uh, but I've got some. Uh, I've got two things that I want to just like talk about and get done because um, because neither one neither one is really important to the game. Okay. The first is we're watching the game, and during the game, Vanessa can't stop talking about how good looking Patrick Mahomes is. <laughs> and then me and Braden are like, "What? Um, <laughs> it's like." What are you talking about? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is not that good looking. Of a he's, he's not that good looking. <laughs> like he's like, and then like I was like, have you heard him talk? Yeah. And, and anyway, so she just like will not stop about Patrick Mahomes, and like the Bills are winning. We're kind of all rooting for the Bills. Me, Brad, and Trisha. Not that I, I, I'm never rooting against Patty, but like I wanted to see a good game, and that's what we got. And Josh Allen deserved that, but. Br- br- Trisha, at one point in time, comments how Josh Allen's blood is getting cold. What does that mean? I think she was trying to say, like, cold-blooded, like ice in his veins. Yeah. She said his blood is getting cold. So I literally think she meant like he was, like, dying. Because he was, it was during the be- he was on the bench when the 13-second major play by the Chiefs to oh, get down. Oh, she did? And so he was just sitting there getting, and I think she saw him getting paler and just getting more. Where she's like, he's getting cold. His blood is getting cold. That's hilarious. So, great lines, especially from Trisha. Can you imagine Marv Albert just bang and Steph Curry's blood is getting cold? <laughs> it's not even like, it's not like, even like Paul Allen, like it's a cold and it's blood. Like, and it's like, 
your blood's getting cold. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like before. It's like when you're like heating up in basketball, like you're not like on fire yet. It's like your blood's getting colder. <laughs> then, like, then, then the next call is like he's got ice in his face. <laughs> you, got, you gotta you gotta warm up to it a little bit. I like that. Um, the second thing, and I hope that you guys have seen this. If not, Zach, you should go on Twitter and look this up. Uh, or I have it saved. I, you- I, I saw it. Okay. I see it as well. <laughs> There's a, a fan running on the field, and we didn't get to see it at all watching live TV. None of it. So I mean, we, we saw only, a little. The only thing that I saw was the security guard on top of the, the guy on the field. Yeah. And, but it was really close to the huddle. And yeah. not until today did I see that Stefan Diggs <laughs> lit him up. <laughs> yeah. Stefan Diggs is like, I gotta I gotta go catch a touchdown. I'm gonna I gotta tackle this dude and yeah, get this show on the road. And it just knocks him over. Why is that the most Diggs move of all time? Like if, he, if anyone I have no idea. But like I've never seen a player just lay somebody out like that. <laughs> That's the best. It's it's good to see streakers just get clotheslined. And the guy's just cheering off the field. Like they're picking up. He's like, Wee! He's like, dude, you don't get it. No. Not a good All look. Right. Garrett, I don't know if you've got it written down here, but what, what was the stat? There was 26 points scored in the final two minutes? 25 points scored in two minutes. 25 points in two minutes. Absolutely. That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, and and, and each, each time that a point was scored or a, a team scored on their possession, it, like the, the odds completely shifted and who yeah. should win the game. So Bill score on fourth and 13, and they get a 27-yard touchdown with a minute 54 left. They get the two-point conversion to tie it. So that's one thing. Yeah, right? I think it was to take the lead. Mm, maybe. It was to take the lead. Diggs got that touchdown or two-point conversion, and they took a three-point lead. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, Chiefs score in 52 seconds on that Tyree kill. Just beautiful catch and run. Just great throw by Patty. And then Tyree kill, like nobody but Tyree kill takes it to the house. Yeah, he, he's just running with his 4-2 speed, just flying past everyone from the 50-yard line until a touchdown. And the guy the peace sign who's ahead of him on the field. <laughs> yeah, should have been flagged, <laughs> but I'm glad he wasn't. And and so they go up three with a minute and two remaining. And then the Bills go down, and they score a touchdown in 49 seconds. Gabe yeah. Davis got his fourth touchdown of the game. Dude, oh my gosh! Um, and so they scored with 13 seconds left, and the Chiefs are down three. And there's literally like maybe two teams in the NFL that could possibly get into field goal range in 13 seconds, and it's Patty Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers got knocked out, so Patty Mahomes did it. Two plays, 44 yards, set up a field goal, and it goes to overtime. It's not even over yet. Is that is that the fastest time ever? Do you think to get that those yards that you need to kick a field goal? They only had two plays. Yeah, there's no way that's ever going to be matched again. Is two plays, forty four yards in eleven seconds? <laughs> Just insanity. <laughs> but that that first play call and 
which is a beautiful play call. I mean, kind of crazy defense from the Bills. You can probably give up 15 yards on the first play and still be okay, but you really don't want to give up any more than that. But they let they let Tyree Kill catch it 10 yards out with still nobody for five yards ahead of him. And he runs. And blockers. Three. Yeah, and it was three blockers. Like, so he gets a huge play. And then Kelsey's play, that uh, that's the second one that gets him even closer to field, like well within field goal range at 49. And, uh, like, reports came out after the game that Kelsey went to Patty after the play call and said, I'm probably not going to run that route <laughs> that is called, the route that's called. And Patty's like, do it. And then that's the play that they just, set up. Yeah, just do your so, own thing. Like Kelsey went rogue, didn't follow the play call. Gets a 25-yard catch. I love that, man. That's awesome. And then 49-yarder to win it or to tie it. Yeah, and so we had a buddy who was um, live betting the game, and he had money on the the bills, and we said whoever wins the coin toss, you got to either cash out or or hold, um, whichever one like you know is going to be in your favor and as soon as the chiefs won the coin toss we're like dude you gotta you gotta cash out your bet like the chiefs are gonna they're gonna score a touchdown like and they did i mean they won the coin toss to go down eight plays 75 yards touchdown game over yeah did he cash out nope (laughs) no like dude we're you gotta listen to us he's running out 80 bucks rather than 185 but didn't didn't do it um that hurts. Yeah. Do, do they need to change the overtime rules? Yep. I think that they won't, but it will get so much traction this year that if it becomes bad again next year, they'll uh, – I think in the, in the playoffs. I think the they keep the same correct. in the regular yes, season, yes. but the playoffs, I think that they should – yes, I think that they should. I don't know what the exact change there, should there's be. Been, but... There's been a lot of controversy on it. There's been players like Keenan Allen that says they didn't get cheated – Defense wins championships. Like, that's an offensive player saying that. And then you get Saquon on the other end who's like, what? This is insane. Like, how can you not give Josh Allen a chance? And that's obviously where the fans are. The fans want to, like, if these two offenses are this hot, let them go out and play. Now, it can't – I don't think it should be college rules. Um, As much as I would love that, those games could just go on forever. But, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see – I'd like to see it change, but I don't think it will. Okay. What do you guys think? Um, so I was hearing some things about them just kicking it out of the end zone, and, and instead of uh, making them return it, making them return it. I think I think there's a big risk of letting up a return touchdown. Not, I yeah. mean, the, the the I think the percentage is higher of you winning that game by kicking it out of bounds and making them do two plays. I mean, they had three timeouts, so like that part's tough. Maybe a squib or something like high and short to like make sure like. Tyree Kill's not getting it, but even then, you're, then you're leaving a, a shorter field for them to go. Yeah, and I, I don't think you're. I think you, you're feeling pretty good either way. And no one just I, has really ever done it like that. There's so 13 like, seconds left. I think next time they would punt it, but now that it happened against them, but or you know what I mean, punt it, it. not kick out of the end yeah. zone at least. But um, I was absolutely shocked they didn't squib it. Um, but then, like, I was like, okay, I guess there could have been a, a punt return or a kick return touchdown. And, um, but I mean, you have to squib it there. And if you burn two seconds and they get five extra yards, like, the seconds are, are more precious than 
than anything there. So I thought that was a bad coaching decision and the only maybe bad one of the night for the Bills, and somehow it cost him the game. It, it, Patty Mahomes had no right winning that game. No but, and, dude, Josh Allen – Damn near perfect playoff performance again for the second week in a row. He goes for 329 yards, four touchdowns. Gabe, Dave, Gabriel Davis goes eight for 201 and four touchdowns. <laughs> Unreal. That's the greatest playoff game re- receiver ever. Um, Touchdowns-wise, for, for sure. He broke the NFL record. But How high is he going to be drafted next year? I have another question for you here. In Dynasty, would you rather have Gabriel Davis or Chase Claypool? Probably Gabe Davis, just because he's got the better quarterback. Like you don't know who Chase Claypool's quarterback is going to be for the next two years. I'd probably lean Claypool still. If Gabe Davis is the confirmed wide receiver two of the team next year, that how could he not be? Change. <laughs> he just went eight for two hundred one and four touchdowns. He should be. He definitely should be. Uh, I mean, he was facing Mike Hughes. Yeah, no, they should. If the team is smart, he will be the wide receiver two next year. It's just last year they, they signed Manny Sanders to be the two. But he supplanted him. But who knows? Maybe they try to pick up more weapons for, you know, maybe they sign up better than like Allen Robinson, and then he's still the wide receiver three. But he's he's great. I, I think he has a chance to be really good. I think it's uh, the riskier pick for sure, but Gabe Davis. Um I'm not a big fan of Chase Claypool as it is. I think he had a fluky first year with high touchdowns that was going to naturally just regress. Um, and he had a pretty shitty season this year. I mean, I know he's got a pretty shitty quarterback, like yeah. one of the worst. But he's just not like – he's a big, tall receiver. can get up, contested catches. That's the best at him. But I think that uh, – speedster like Davis is uh, in that offense. What a, Did you know that Claypool won for over 1,000 yards this year? He did not. He did. Uh, surprisingly, his issue in fantasy I was – I looked it up today. <laughs> it was at least – it was at the very minimum 900, but I believe it was over 1,000. Um, but he had insane – what was it, 960? 860. 860? Yeah. So oh, 59 catches, 860. Two oh. touchdowns. That's not a very good fantasy year for a guy that's in his second year in the league and hyped up to be, you know, maybe a potential breakout. I thought he went for a thousand, but my bad. Um, but regardless, I do think that that to get that kind of you know sixty receptions and get only two touchdowns for a guy that's six three two forty, I think that he's in, due for some touchdown regression at the least. So it's a little better, even with a, a crappy quarterback, um, but. Yeah, I mean, he definitely took a major hit this year with his behavior and some of the stuff he did. I think he's being a little bit – like, he might be a buy, good, great buy-low candidate in Dynasty because I think he took a bigger reputation hit than is maybe deserved, at least, to, you know, for his ability in this situation. So, but, yeah, he's taking a – I mean, he had so much hype going into the year. Like, people were saying he's going to be the number one. He's going to take over for Deontay, and that never happened. So, um I would say a good buy low candidate, though, actually. I would absolutely sell Claypool for Gabe Davis in Dynasty. I have Gabe Davis in one league, don't in another. But um, I think that there's no reason Gabriel Davis won't be a top 60 pick next year and that Chase Claypool will probably be like, after 70. Wow. I just 
based purely on who the quarterback well, is. Yeah. I mean, you, you know Josh Allen's going to be the number one projected quarterback, so he's going to have to throw the ball, and Gabe Davis is kind of cemented himself as the number two. Dude, eight, eight for 201 and four in a playoff game, that's like, that's like, you don't do that unless you're the real deal. And I know, like, the talent maybe wasn't the best that he went against, but, like, that's just insane. And he's 22 years old. Yeah, that is insane. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think – I still think uh, Gabe will at least be a good buy candidate. But um, Gabe could definitely surpass him. I agree. Um, cool. All right. Two, two more things, and then we'll talk about what we're thinking for next uh, – what's going to happen next week. Uh, do you guys hear Patty's new nickname that was uh, somewhat appointed to him? Yeah, by Andy Reid. The Grim Reaper. It's pretty <laughs> dope. I kind of like it. I love that. <laughs> I'm all about it. Oh, my gosh. Like, there's no cooler name for a uh, nickname for a quarterback than Grim Reaper. Yeah, I mean, I remember when the Vikings had a stellar defense, we were called the Zim Reapers. I was like, that's pretty cool. Uh, he said, Andy Reid said, when the when they go, when it's like getting grim out there, go be the Grim Reaper. And, and, and uh, I don't know. I guess it, everyone's like loved it since. I mean, why not? Ridiculous. All right. All right. So uh, next week, Sunday, we get two games back to back, two and five thirty. Love those timings of the games. It's perfect. <laughs> You get to watch from like two to like eight thirty nine central. It's the best. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or you don't even watch the first half of the first game, especially with Bengals Chiefs. Just watch yeah. the second half, and then the next full game, good to go. Um, it's tough not to. You know, Bengals Chiefs at two, 49ers Rams at five thirty. Um, I think that uh, see we Chiefs Rams. You're going to pick both home teams? It's going to be more like a home game for the Niners than the Rams. I don't know that it is. I think that, <laughs> dude, Debo came out and said today that um, they are restricting purchases of the tickets to Los Angeles Metro um, yeah. like residents. Yeah, and the thing is, if you live in San Fran, you know people who live in L.A., and those people can buy tickets for you, and the, and the San Fran fans are going to show up. I guarantee is is over 50% red in there next it week. Could be. It could be. I still think that the Rams are the better team. They got the better quarterback. They got the hotter offense. Um, but, I mean, 49ers are a damn good team, and they're going to give them a run for their money. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm with you, though. I think Rams, but it's – I think it'll be a fun game to get surprise. Um, so all three of us picking Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I, I the Bengals have a, they have a shot. You, you can never count out when you have a quarterback like Burrow and you've got receivers Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon's a good running back. Like that offense has got juice. They they could keep up. But I mean, the Bills' offense was just great, and this Bills' defense is better than the Bengals' defense. Absolutely. Um... I think I'm going to go against the green in the second game, and I'm 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 picking 49ers over the Rams. All right, I like that. They're they're kind of Rams kryptonite. They I think they beat them earlier this year when they they had no business doing it. Um, and they're they're just built for the playoffs. Yeah. Um. Very 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 crazy side note: the Super Bowl is being played at SoFi. Which In LA. Means, 
which means we could actually see back-to-back home Super Bowls. That means we could also see Patty going to play a road game for the Super Bowl two years in a row. Dang. That is wild. That is super nuts. That is nuts. I mean, it's still SoFi, so it's like, it's probably it's still, not- like you said, most, most of the Chiefs fans. Right. Like, Super Bowl's different, obviously. Super yeah. Bowl people just show up to the Super Bowl. Tickets are mm-hmm. going to be outrageous, especially in L.A. Tickets are going to be nuts in L.A. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's no limit. I just don't want to see Aaron Donald and Patrick Mahomes' career in the Super Bowl. Like, my heart couldn't take that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say one note quick on the Bengals. I think that if they're – the way their offense is structured is like the one way – I think they're the one of the few capable to beat the Chiefs in this key spot because they can – I think like the one way is to be to dominate time of possession with the run game and then be highly efficient in the passing game. And when you got Joe Mixon and then you have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, I think they could do it. I mean, they've already done it once this year. <laughs> they beat him earlier. That's true. But they're not – the Chiefs are looking so much better than they were in the doldrums of the, the middle of the season. So it'll be it'll be interesting. But it, great matchups. I'm, I'm super pumped. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sad that we won't uh, we won't get to discuss the the events of next week in, in person, you know? Yeah, I agree. We've been able to recap all of the last week's games for, for every week this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, emotional I, we, we might have a uh, we might have not a reaction because it's not going to be right after, but we might have a Super Bowl preview. But if we mm-hmm. don't, right now, who do you think will win? Who do you want to win? And why are they both the Chiefs? Yeah, I'm, because I picked them last week. You know, it's the Chiefs, baby, downtown. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think the Chiefs will win. I want the Chiefs to win, but I don't care that much. I'd, I'd like it to be the Chiefs or Bengals. Um, and I guess, I don't know. I don't care. I don't want either the Rams or the 49ers to win. I don't dislike either one of them, but I prefer Chiefs or Bengals. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Patrick Mahomes is obviously going to go down in conversations for greatest quarterback of all time. He's made it to the AFC Championship game his first four years as a starter in the league, and he's probably going to win his last three straight and go to three straight Super Bowls. I want him to have those rings to shut up all the haters when you know he retires in 15 years and he has eight Super Bowl appearances and six rings that he's the GOAT. Can he just finish his career with the Vikings, though, instead of like Brady going to the Bucs? How did he come to the Vikings and gets three more? I will give him so much ketchup. Uh, anything he wants. If Zach, if the one thing that was required is that you needed to follow Jackson Mahomes on TikTok. Oh, oh my God. I don't think I could do it, Garrett. I would rather 15 more years of misery. We don't need Mahomes at that cost, Garrett. <laughs> All right, Brayden. What, what do you think? Um, it's really tough. I actually, honestly, I would be okay with any of these guys pulling it off. I'd be okay with any of them. I don't care. Um, if I had to pick, I'm going to go, I'm going to go not, I'm going to go for more of an underdog pick. Uh, I'll say, let's go for the Bengals. Cause that would just be, that would just be awesome. Joey Burrow gets one done the second year. I'm so uh, sick. 
high odds. Very, I would not bet on this, but I would love to see them pull it off, and I think they're capable. Uh, but it would be quite the quite the upset. So that's who you want. Who do you think? Who do I think? The Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Chiefs Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs can pull it off. We could all be eating our words when uh, when we have the pre Super Bowl show. Um, very very well could be. <laughs> but all right. Well, we got to do it remote at least. Um, we did. And it's going to be remote from here on out. Yeah, we'll we'll have uh, all of our audio things figured out for the off season. I mean, we might be in a, in studio um, next regular season. Um, so yeah, I mean, there should be some fun things to come here in the off season. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited. I think uh, our our audio quality we even take a next jump. So be on the lookout for that. But I'm excited for the off season pod. Yeah, and safe, safe upcoming travels, Braden. We're we're gonna miss you. You maybe cry over here. We miss you guys, but we're still gonna be here, not dying. <laughs> That's good. Hope not. <laughs> well, all right, fellas. All right. Thanks dude. for chatting. Absolutely. And until next time, uh, later, dudes. Later, dude. Later. <laughs> I like picked up my phone to look at something, and then yeah, I, I, and I saw you go like, I'm like, oh 